The following podcast is sponsored by you. If you'd like to donate to help us continue providing the best VCU men's basketball podcast out there, please use the link in the show notes for this episode. Proceeds from your donations will be used to pay for hosting fees, which are the most expensive ongoing part of providing this show. Thank you in advance, and go Rams! Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host George Templeton talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. If I could, I would play George Straits. You've got to have an ace in the hole over this whole video. I don't know how many of you are country fans out there. I wish I could do that here live in the VCU Good and the Bad and the Ugly group and over in podcast land. What a win for VCU. Welcome to Rams Rewind here in the VCU Good and the Bad and the Ugly group, live out in podcast land, and my goodness, Ace Baldwin, what else can you say? It could be it could be 25 minutes of me talking about Ace Baldwin's brilliance. How did he do that? How in the world did he do that? My goodness, if you'd have told me this morning, when I got up this morning, that Ace Baldwin was going to have doggone two assists, two assists is all. Although they did have uh, 13 assists for the game on 27 made baskets, which is a little low, but if you'd have told me Ace Baldwin had two assists, I'm sitting there telling you we got no chance. We've got no chance if he's got two assists, especially when the other guy, Yuri Collins, has 11, and he had, I think, nine in the second half. It's seven in the second half, and he only had four turnovers, uh, Yuri Collins. And I think he only, had, he only had two of those in the second half. So if, you t- if you're telling me that, if you're telling me Yuri Collins has 11 assists and Ace Baldwin's got two, I'm telling you we got no chance tonight. Z- Zero. Zip, zilch, nada. But I did not reckon that Ace Baldwin was going to go cheat code. Because that that's what tonight was. This was, the computer is not letting you in, and that's it. It doesn't matter how good you play. It doesn't matter what, what defenses you employ. The computer was not going to let you win. Ace was the computer tonight. My goodness. 12 of 15 from the field. Four of five from three, nine of nine from the foul line, four rebounds, and only two assists, 37 points. That's got to go up there. That's Eric Maynard in the CAA final against Mason. That's uh, Kendrick Warren against Louisville. Um, it's, <laughs> again, and, and people that, that have followed VCU longer than I will come up with other people that should be on this list. That, but that is, that is a pantheon, memorable, legendary game. That is, those highlights are going to be replayed anytime VCU plays at St. Louis for as long as all of us are alive and as long as ESPN or whoever it is carries television. That's going to be on there. That's a good one, Bruce Stevenson. Mike Doles against UNC Wilmington. That's a good one. I just, what can you say? 
because this is this is how insane this game is, and this is why the end of the game was so perfect. So Baldwin is twelve of fifteen from the field, and Brandon Johns Jr. is seven of ten. So they're nineteen for twenty-five. The rest of the team makes eight baskets. Eight baskets out of 34 is the rest of the team. And it really, the numbers get really bad if you take Deloach's five out of 11 out of there. My goodness. Um, and you know what, Mike Urbanski, that's a good point. We'll get, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, that's, that's, a, that's a conundrum because Watkins on the bench worked at first and now he's struggling. But I want to get to that in a minute. But I just, I mean, I don't know what to say. When 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 your when your point guard is hot like that, and he and he throws up a brick and it goes in, and they were talking about how soft the rims are, they're gonna do something to them rims after this game because Ace Baldwin throws up a shot and this is a brick and it just is dead on the rim and falls in. Gravity wins. I I just I don't even know what to say. Ryan Thompson about Shriver. Here's what I'll say about Shriver. He had a tough night. But you know what he didn't do? He didn't shoot us out of this game. And here's the, here's the thing. VCU in the second half, they only made one three-pointer, but they were one of six. They were one of six, which means they weren't jacking up a bunch of threes and missing them the way St. Louis was. Gibson Jimerson hit that last three. They missed, I think, five or six straight threes before that. They were two for ten in the half before he makes that three-pointer when the game is already over. So again, you know, it was frustrating in the first half because when they had their bad stretches, it was all quick shots and bad three-point shots. Baldwin was three for four. The rest of them were over 0 for 7. And and it was just not good. And, and Daniel Carter, that's it too. Ace Baldwin was great tonight, but they don't win without contributions from others. Jalen Deloach, perfect example. He gets Okoro in foul trouble. He gets Forrester in foul trouble. Uh, he was disciplined tonight. Uh, he, you know, he didn't get and nobody got a team. Mitch McGuire, not just Deloach, nobody got a team. But very disciplined tonight. A couple of times he lost his man Forrester. That was infuriating. But at least they got Forrester out of the game, and that was huge because that's where this thing turned. St. Louis is starting to put something together on us. They get the lead. They get four fouls on Forrester, and he's got to sit. And Okoro just didn't have it tonight. Whatever you want to say about it, he just didn't have it. He only gets two shots. He makes them both. But, you know, it was just not happening from him tonight. And look, there are two ways to look at this game. St. Louis, here's what St. Louis is going to say to themselves. Ace Baldwin was cheat mode. And without that, we're going to beat the, we would have beat these guys and we can go to Richmond and win. And that's what they're going to say to themselves. And that's fine. That's fine. I, if, I was, if I was there, them, I'd say the same thing. Here's what VCU needs to say to themselves. We could have got away a couple different times in this game. We got momentum. And then we threw it away with some silly decisions. You know, some just some stretches of play where we're just jacking shots up and we're not playing good defense. And, and the key is, it isn't going to look like it because St. Louis almost shot 50%, and as Jonathan Barty pointed out, had an almost impossible 22 assists on 26 made baskets. But I, what I'm going to say is true. When VCU could get in a set half-court defense, they were stopping St. Louis plenty tonight. 
You go back and watch this game, which you can do if you DVR'd it or you have ESPN+. Plus. A lot of these assists came in transition. Came in transition. VCU was not getting back on defense, and they were getting dunks, and they were getting threes, and it was crazy. Bruce Stevenson, that's the biggest point of all in this game because that, that first half was things were going sideways in the first half, and VCU was threatening because they played pretty well, but they were threatening to let it get away, and they made some plays. Let's go back. Let me go to the play-by-play on that because they made some key plays at the end of the first half that that turned that that got that of course Ace made the big shot, but they're down, they're down by four after Perkins makes a layup. Rhodes calls timeout, and they end up scoring the last seven points. And it's Johns with a stick back. It's a beautiful pass from Jackson to Kern on the Kern line. He dunks it, and then Ace makes that three. And at that point, you're like. Ace, I'm thinking to myself, okay, Ace has got his points in the first half. Now he's going to get his assist in the second half, and that's the way we're going to win this game. Nope. It was Ace. Ace just, he's like, I like, I'm I'm hot, and, and they're not stopping me. I'm just going to keep right on going. So 16 in the first half and 21 in the second. And they just, they could not do anything with him. And 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 the thing is, we, we, we had a few possessions where we stopped ourselves and Ace didn't handle the ball. But there was a couple different times when they said, we're going we're gonna to take Ace away and Deloach would make a play. And, and by the way, Deloach has a double-double. That's great. Deloach nearly had a double-double in just the second half. Deloach, nine points and eight boards in the second half. And something else. You know, in the midst of everything about how great Ace was in this game, and he was fantastic. St. Louis is one of the best rebounding teams in the A-10, and they were talking about it during the game. One of the best rebounding teams in the country. Who wins the rebounding battle? VCU wins the rebounding battle. They end up plus two for the game. They end up plus four on offensive rebounds. They end up plus six on second chance points. So in the midst of all of this greatness from Ace, they're not winning this game without that. Plus plus six on second chance points. And in the second half, it was a fantastic rebounding performance. Plus five. St. Louis had one offensive rebound, I think, with two minutes left. And I know they got at least one in the last two minutes. Maybe they had two with two minutes left. But, it, but deep into the second half, they had one offensive rebound. That is... And, and like I say, for them to win the rebounding battle is amazing. We're not even asking for that. We're just asking them to be competitive. But it all comes back to Ace Baldwin. And, I mean, some of these shots. And, and it just shows you again. Like, he missed he missed three shots, and two of them were really bad shots. One of them was a terrible runner that he was off balance. The other one was a three that was way too quick in the shot clock, and he shouldn't have been taking it. Other than that, I mean, he is deadly when he is square to the basket. That jumper, it's just like the other night against Davidson on repeat. It was so smooth, and it looks so good coming off his hand. Holy mackerel. Um, and, and Frank Height, this is, this is going to get Ace into the spotlight because this was Friday night national television, 
first place on the line, and he basically won the game almost himself. He has half of VCU's points. You know, seriously. I mean, it doesn't even matter that Yuri Collins has 11 assists or that St. Louis has 22 assists on 26 made baskets. You're supposed to lose when that happens. You're supposed to lose. And here's and something else. Uh, not at, well, Chris Conway, when I looked the other day, St. Louis was 81. I believe they'll be quad one by the end of the season. That is my hope. And now, happily, because VCU won this game, they can go in the quad one win watch when we do VCU by the numbers on Wednesday. But right now, it's not. Not today. At Carlos Diaz, that is true, but we had three guys in double figures tonight. I think what worries me is that we have shortened the rotation. We only played eight guys tonight. And really, it was three. It was Baldwin, Deloach, and none. Everybody else had eight points. None was one for eight. And he still made some good plays. And here's what I love about none. Three assists, no turnovers. None had a couple of great decisions. One of the plays of the game is none driving. And this is this is what I think got VCU the lead for good. None's not made diddly in this game in the second half. And what does he do that's smart? He drives the lane. And he instead of taking it, and he gets shut off, but he creates the space. To get the ball, to doggone Deloach. Deloach gets fouled. Deloach gets fouled, and he makes the two free throws. Yes, 9.37 to go. This is the key point. Doggone St. Louis had the 52-49 lead. We're all screaming timeout. Rhodes takes the timeout. Ace immediately scores to get it to one. Uh, None makes this play. Drives. Kicks it to Deloach. Deloach gets fouled. Um, and who fouled him? Oh, and even better, that's a foul on Forster. That might have been his fourth foul, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's his fourth foul. Yeah, because he comes out of the game and Okoro comes in. So this is, I mean, all the great plays Ace made, yes, but this is honestly maybe the play of the game for me. He gets the ball to Deloach. Deloach gets the fourth foul on Forster. He makes both free throws. I think this was a one-and-one as well. VCU does not trail again the rest of the game. Does not trail again. So, yes, none's one for eight. You don't want to see one guy having – you can't rely on a guy having 37. You need the balanced attack that they've had in a lot of games where they've had four and even five guys. You're worried about Shriver because he's not making threes. You're worried about VCU because they're not making threes in general. At least they made four tonight. But you know what? If you can make – plays in other places, then you can get through and win. And that's the thing. You know, Jaden Nunn is going to be frustrated. He's not scoring like he should. He's not scoring like he should. But you know what Jaden Nunn's doing? Jaden Nunn is still finding a way to contribute. And so's Shriver. And so's, uh, you know, Watkins had a couple good plays tonight, even though even though he didn't have a good game at all. And then he only played nine minutes. And I think that was, a, you know, that was a function of, the starters were playing well, and it just wasn't a game for him. You know, Zeb Jackson only has two points. He gets three assists. He gets three assists. And again, we had six guys get assists tonight. That's not as high as I'd like, but that's pretty darn good. And, 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 and you know, that, that was tremendous. And you know what? Since you brought up Chris M. Jane, I, I didn't think that was an intentional foul. 
Because you know what I, to me, that was? That was Perkins just closed out on him too hard. And I've seen that a bunch of times, and it's never called an intentional foul. What gets me is that they call that an intentional foul <laughs> after Deloach gets whacked in the face, and they didn't call that. What What's going on here? That's the thing I can't believe. I, I, and you're right, Chris MJ, doesn't have to be flagrant. That That's not a flagrant to me. It, you know, if that's called on VCU and we lose, I might spend 10 minutes on how terrible that is. I, it just, ugh. I mean, I, I don't know, but whatever. It doesn't matter. VCU was winning this game whether they called that or not. Because VCU, I mean, here's the other thing. Deloach is 9-9. I mean, Baldwin's 9-9. He was 8-8 in the second half. VCU 14-17 from the foul line in the second half. They got the fouls on. They only had one foul shot in the first half, by the way. They made that. That was ace on a three-point play. But that's the thing. Closing the show. You go to the line and make free throws in the last four minutes of a game. You're going to get somewhere. You're going to be a great team. You're going to be a winning team. You're going to be a team that can win in March. And they did that. And yes, most of that was Baldwin. But again, two critical makes from Deloach to give him the lead for good. And that's it, Steve Floyd. They won a bonus with 13 minutes to go. I think they had six fouls on them. And it was the next foul was a, was a bonus with 13 minutes to go. And look, they missed some fouls for me. There was a couple times I thought none was hit on the arm and it was fouled. They didn't call it. And, I'm, and they missed a few probably down the other way, too, that could have been called on VCU. But VCU was aggressive. They, they attacked more. And once Okoro and Forrester got fouls on them, it was time to go inside. And it just – what is it about – and that's the other thing. What is it about this arena? Because last year, of course, they got blitzed early. And then Vince Williams had an almost out-of-body experience. And to nearly bring VCU all the way back, VCU loses by four after being down 25 and cutting it to one. VCU, I think Williams had 28 in that game. And then Baldwin tonight. I, I, I just, I was, I was, at my, I'm, my jaw is on the floor watching this. I cannot believe what I'm witnessing. Uh, it's just, I mean, to have, to, I mean, and, and that's the thing. Poor old Collins, they threw Collins at him. You know, Perkins came over. Uh, they tried everybody. And and Baldwin would just wait and wait and wait. And that's the thing. At times, VCU wasn't patient. But with the exception of two shots, Ace Baldwin was patient. And he would wait for the right moment. And, and a couple of times when we were in real trouble, he would come up with a big basket Usually, a, a, you know, some drive to the basket and some sort of scoop shot up and under, whatever. And yes, Jason Hutto, we will be in the brackets, the next brackets that come out, either tomorrow or, or Sunday or Monday. And I like that, Bruce Stevenson. The Billiken blizzard turned to a Billiken meltdown. I mean, I can't even say a meltdown because St. Louis played well for large stretches of this game. What they couldn't do was get a real working margin. Let's see, their biggest lead was that early, was very early in the game. It was 18 to 11. That's as big a lead as they got. And VCU fought back right there early in that game. And and v, I mean, there, and there were a couple other big runs for them. Other than that, they had the 10-0 run to get the to get the uh to get the freaking uh 
four-point lead right near the end of the half before VCU fought back. But this was, you know, they, they – I mean, St. Louis is going to be walking out of there going, we really shouldn't have lost this game. Yeah, we didn't shoot the ball well from three, and we didn't get a lot of free throws. But we had 22 assists on, on 26 made baskets. You know, our, our three-point specialist had 24 and made five threes. He was huge. Our guard, who leads the nation in assists, got 11 assists. He had seven in the second half, for goodness sake. Yeah, he only had four points, but, you know, Yuri Collins was doing what we saw Ace Baldwin do in, in games. Barely take a shot and still just control everything. And, and, and they still lost. Look at Forrester. They have a guy come off the bench, this doggone Forrester, who we better do some work on that because that was driving me bananas. Forrester makes six out of seven, and he was six for six and missed that last one because we gave him the dead gum jumper. And instead of driving, which he should have done, he took it and actually bricked it. Hallelujah. He had three assists, two, and four rebounds. And we just couldn't do diddly squat with him. It was like, what is going on here with this doggone Forrester? So we got to work on that, and we certainly got to work on leaving leaving guys like Perkins and Jimerson open. But we found a way to do that. And here's the other thing. Steve Floyd, you, you hit the nail on the head again. Nick Kern has two points. But we're going to celebrate Nick Kern because you know what he didn't do? He didn't try to go crazy on his home floor and do dumb things and make, take silly risks. He played good defense most of the time, not all the time. He, you know, he's on the floor for 31 minutes, and he's, he's, up against, he's up against Collins and Perkins, who are tough. He's up against, he's up against doggone Jimerson, too. And, and Nick Kern made a lot of good defensive plays, and he made a lot of good decisions tonight. And I ain't even mad at him on the one where they got the shot clock violation because you know what? Dead ball turnovers were okay for VCU tonight. When they turned the ball over and it wasn't in transition, that was okay. Um, yeah, and, and, he, and Mandy and Ryan, you're absolutely right on both accounts. And not only has he got heart and he gives his all, which is absolutely right, Mandy. Ryan Thompson, he is a total glue guy, 100%. Of course, the problem is what's going on with Jameer Watkins because somebody brought it up and very early, and I'm going to get to it now. I think it was Mike Urbanski. I'm not sure. I mean, Jameer Watkins seemed to adjust, seemed to play well coming off the bench. Whatever game it was, he had like 15 points, and he was really one, probably our best player. And I thought, okay, this Jameer Watkins off the bench thing is is going to is going to work fine. But these last two games have not been good. He didn't play a lot. The previous game, or no, the game against excuse me, the game against St. Bonaventure didn't play a lot in that game, and I think that was probably right because he was really struggling. And he only gets nine minutes tonight. He had a couple decent plays, but he was struggling. He was really struggling, and I don't know the answer to fix. And I'll be honest, I don't know the answer to fix that. I wish I did. Um, you know, because. I, I think with him, it's. I think with him, it's just. A, it's. It's. If he starts the game out well, it's going to go well. But if he doesn't, it's kind of hard for him. And I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure what to say on that. I'm not sure how 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 you how you can necessarily fix that. I mean, he wasn't that bad. He was actually wasn't that bad against Davidson. He had seven in it, points and eight rebounds. The eight rebounds were really good. It was. It was St. Bonaventure where he hardly played because he was really struggling. 
but they, I, I'm not sure what the way to fix that. Jason Hutto, this win is massive. And we all talked about it. It was for first place. You know, if, if St. Louis wins this game, they take first place, but they still have to come to VCU. Now VCU has them in the loss column. They're one ahead of them in the loss column, and they've already beaten them here, beaten them at St. Louis. So now they got they got to go win that game in, in Richmond, and if they don't, VCU's going to have the tiebreaker on them. They're going to have the tiebreaker on just about everybody in that point because anybody that they split with, if St. Louis is your next tiebreaker, how you do against St. Louis, VCU's going to win that if they're 2-0 against them. Um, so this, this was, this was massive and they didn't, they didn't bury themselves in this game. I think given, given the slow starts that they've had, given what happened last year, I think everybody would have been concerned about the start of this game. And yeah, they had a bad, they had a bad stretch and it got to, it got to 18 to 11. It got to 18 to 11 and you had a lot and you had potentially something to worry about. But you know that was that was as that was as far behind as they got. You know that that was as far behind as they got. And of course, who broke that run? Ace Baldwin broke that run, getting getting a three point play too. There you go. And then and then Deloach Duncan, we were right back in the game. And that and that was that. You know, after that, three points was the biggest lead I think. Uh, that uh, that St. Louis had, so that's that's the interesting thing here. You can you can look at it either way. You can say VCU could have got away from this team a couple different times and then shot themselves in the foot and didn't do it, and St. Louis executed really well. You could look at it from the St. Louis perspective and saying Ace Baldwin was ungodly out there, which he was, and that's not gonna he's not gonna score thirty seven again because that doesn't. Most guys don't score 37 in a game twice in a season. So, you know, this is the, the there's both teams have something to look at here that they could say this could have turned out even better in VCU's case or or this could have turned out way better for St. Louis in their case. And they can take that. And of course, Dayton Tuesday, the gold out. So finally, after everybody has their big game against us with the red dot with the, you know, Blackouts and whiteouts and this out and that out and this and, other, and whatever. We're going to do it for Dayton, which is appropriate. And yes, Daniel Carter, you're absolutely right. They've got Malachi Smith back. They've got Kobe Brea. They've got Kobe Elvis back. Dayton is Dayton is about at full power, full power for this game. So we all know what happened the first game. Unbelievable comeback. Crazy ending, but they didn't have. But now we're really going to have a, a, an idea and a great assessment of our team vis-a-vis Dayton because they got all their horses now. Because they could legitimately say, and I'm not going to disagree with them, that game turns out different if Malachi Smith's on the floor. You can't argue that. Those turnovers at the end from Sheriff Jumps, probably not happening with Malachi Smith. So this is. This is it now. This is been waiting for this game ever since what happened in January. I've been waiting to see can is it going to be like last year where we pulled a game out of the bag at Dayton and then get our head handed to us at home, or 
are we gonna are we gonna show them that we really are the best team? Because beat Dayton and sweep them, you could pretty much you could pretty much write a top three spot in if that's the case. In fact, I'm gonna look. Let's just look at. Let's just while we're doing this, let's just look at the standings a little around the A10. Hashtag around the A10 for everybody before we get on out of here. Uh, let's just look at our these wonderful standings. So here, all right, VCU eight and two. Dayton now. Dayton is seven and three. You beat Dayton a second time, and you go two games ahead of Dayton with a sweep, which means effectively you're three games ahead of Dayton. You win that, and really, you shouldn't finish worse than second, and you're in a pretty good spot to win this conference because again, you've got the advantage on St. Louis now. Because you got you ahead of them by a game in the loss column, and weirdly, this is not updated by the A10, which is unusual because they're usually very good about updating their stuff. Um, I think St. Louis should be eight and should be we were eight and two. We should be nine and two, and St. Louis should be seven and three. That's what they are. So if you beat Dayton, they still got Fordham, who they're only one game ahead of in the loss column, and they only play once. So they still have to worry about Fordham. Yes, you heard me right. We have to worry about Fordham. And we're two games ahead of St. Bonaventure, thank goodness, because they got it on us right now, haven't beaten us. But you win this game against Dayton, it'd be pretty hard to finish worse than second, and you'd have to mess up to do that, and you've got a really nice lane highway right to winning this regular season and getting the number one seed. Because remember, St. Louis can't sweep us now. Best they can do is a split. So, boy, this game on Tuesday, holy mackerel. This was huge. This, the next one is just as, just as gigantic because now you can take a vice grip on the top of this conference, a real vice grip, because you win that game and you've just about put Dayton away uh, for the, for, in terms of finishing above you. And, and that's all true, Carlos Diaz. Rhode Island is a pain in our neck. They've been trouble for us. Uh, that Leggett, that Leggett who two years ago gave us a problem, is starting to turn it on for them. So that's that's a big game. That's that's a huge game. Uh, but you know, again, it's it's like what Bruce Stevenson said: win the Dayton game, and then you can maybe survive a screwball loss somewhere that we don't see coming. By the way. Dayton plays at St. Bonaventure tomorrow night. At St. Bonaventure tomorrow night. That is a tough game. St. Bonaventure's been money at home this year. So that's that's kind of big. And then Sunday, Fordham must be playing Sunday. Fordham plays at Richmond noon. I hate to say it, folks, but I, I'm not going to be exactly heartbroken if the Spiders knock the Bronx Rams over. Doug Hines, don't, don't try to hit me with a – you know, don't try to come through the phone and smack me for saying that, but it's the truth. Well, yes, Jason Hutto, we don't want Dayton to blow it because of our quad one win, but at the same time, Dayton were to lose that game. We almost have Dayton put away, which would be nice. So that's it. I want to thank everybody for listening. I forgot to do this at the start, so I'll do it now. If you like what you hear with Rams Rewind and you want to help us out, slip us a little dinero. Like our friend 
Robert Hicks did. He slipped us a little dinero the other day. Very nice. Thank you, Robert. We really appreciate it when you do that. Um, VCU Good, the Bad, and the Ugly group. Join us. It was a wild game thread as it always is. We do the live videos here. If I'm here on time and can watch the whole game live. And work allows that. So I really do uh, I really do uh, appreciate uh, being able to do that. And if you're in podcast land, you'll have it out tomorrow, hopefully before all the college basketball starts tomorrow. Um, Tuesday night, again, same again. If, I, if, if, if everything goes according to plan, and I'll be here, I'll be watching the game. I think it's CBS Sports Network, so I may have to hope that uh, the cable's all right at the uh, – because I think it is CBS Sports Network Tuesday night – isn't it? Yes, it is. So hopefully I don't have to rely on a stream and I can actually watch it on the television. We'll see. But the plan is same as always live here in the good, the bad, and the ugly group, which you should be a member of. Uh, and then of course, uh, in podcast land. And of course, Wednesday, cause we, because we play Tuesday night, Wednesday, VCU by the numbers where we'll be in the bracket for sure. So the bracket, the bracket positions will come back. And we'll be looking at, uh, at, at how VCU uh, moves up in some of these things. They had, and It's funny. It would be interesting to see because they had a big drop this week in tempo. Those two games they played, and again, this, this, this kind of shows, shows you in some respects. St. Bonaventure-Davidson game was played on their terms. It was a slow-paced game, both of those games, because we were moving up in tempo quite a bit. We took a big drop. We also took a drop, a, a, a bit of a drop in offensive efficiency too, which shouldn't surprise anybody. But again, sometimes you're not always going to dictate terms in this league. And you have to be able to win when you don't. They couldn't win the St. Bonaventure game, unfortunately, doing that. They did win the Davidson game doing that. Again, championship medal. And they talked about it. This is, what, five consecutive road wins in conference play. Road wins are gold, folks. Road wins are gold. You go and win on the road in conference play, thing, good things are going to happen to you unless you're the worst home team ever. And, of course, VCU is not the worst home team ever. They have one of the best home courts in the country. But I can't wait for that game Tuesday night. I hope I hope it's gold everywhere. Paint it black and gold as, as a theme song to one of my favorite Netflix shows uh, uh, loves, uh, sings about. But we're going to paint it gold. And let's get let's let's put Dayton down because that game at home last year, that was awful. That was pure misery. After about the first ten minutes of the game, Dayton stomped a mud hole in us and walked us dry. And we gotta we gotta make up for that. So I want to thank everybody for the comments in the game thread, which were as great as usual. Thank you all for the comments in the in the video. I really appreciate it very much. Uh, enjoy this. Folks, they're gonna and I and again I, I to the VCU players really enjoy this because that is you know I still don't think it's as good as the Davidson win for the reasons that I stated before in other that I stated after the Davidson game, but this was really tremendous. This was so this was such a championship effort, and and Ace Baldwin will finish off with that a Player of the Year effort if there ever was one. Two two games in a row hits the winner against Davidson and then just 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 owns the Chaffetz Arena for 40 minutes tonight with 37 stinking points.
with half of VCU's offensive output. And and this is the way to finish. 37, 12 of 15 from the field, 4 of 5 from 3, 9 of 9 from the foul line, 2 assists. You've got to have an ace in the hole. A little secret that nobody knows. Life is a gamble. Game we almost play. But you've got to have something for a rainy day. Well, this was the rainy day. And we had ace. And that's why we're number one in the Atlantic 10. So everybody just everybody just reckon with that here as we get to the business end of the season. We are on the back nine, by the way. We are now in the second half of the conference season. And what a performance to start that off. Thank you all for watching in the group and commenting. Thank you all out there in podcast land for listening. Uh, what a wonderful night we've all had. What a wonderful – I hope you enjoyed this whenever you listen to it. And hopefully, Lord willing, the creek don't rise. I'll see you all Tuesday night or Wednesday in podcast land. Thank you. Good night. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.